Welcome to A Little Bit Unstoppable. We all have goals and a future vision that we're working toward. And most of those things are completely possible to create as long as we just don't stop. It's important to get crystal clear on that vision and build resilience so that you can do things imperfectly as you set up systems and structures that support you. And then there's the easiest and hardest step. Just keep going. I'm Brielle Goheen, a clarity coach for creatives, and I'm a creative entrepreneur as well. In the mud, doing the work, feeling all the feels. I'm on my own unstoppable journey, and I'm here to share with you everything I'm learning along the way, because I'm not here for me. I'm also not here just for other people. I'm here to be fully me for other people. And that's why I care so much about your success too. I wanna see your creativity unleashed with power so that you can be fully you for other people. It's what the world needs. So let's get started. We're just a couple of days into the month of January right now. And I had some more thoughts on goals that I wanted to share with you. Goal setting and actually creating the systems in your life that will help you get there to the place where you can actually this time achieve that goal and not be writing the same thing down on your goals list or your, if you do New Year's resolutions, your resolutions list for next year. Next year, I want whatever it is that you put down on your list this year, I want that to be done. Or I want you to have consciously made the decision that you're not pursuing that anymore. Or I want that vision to be transformed and clarified to the point that now it looks a little bit different than it did this year. But the worst thing that I can imagine for you or for me is that next year, next January, you're writing down the same things that you did last year. So when it comes to actually putting into practice the things that you need to put into practice in order to get to where you want to go. One of the things that I think really holds people back is this idea that January is going to be this beautiful, perfect, shiny, glittery month. That in this month of January, you can do anything and you'll be able to just completely do a 180 degree shift in your life and in your habits. And that's just not true. We all know it. So if you've been pretending that this is not true, then let's shatter this belief right now. That's not going to happen. If you just completely overnight shift all of your habits, it might work for a couple of weeks. It might work for a couple of days. I guaranteed it will work for a couple of days. It will probably work for a couple of weeks. It might work for a month or two, maybe even three. But at some point, you're going to reach this point where you can't do it anymore. And that's the point that everybody gives up. So I think the stat is like 92% of people give up on their goals or resolutions that they made in the new year. 
92%. So that means that only 8% of people that made them in the first place actually follow through. And we know that so many people don't even make them in the first place, right? So many people that look at their lives and they're like, you know what, I'm not going to keep that resolution anyway. And they end up not making the resolution or the goal because they know that they won't stick to it. So the people that make them are the go-getters. They're the people that actually want to make this change in their life. They're the people that actually believe that they can. And still, only 8% of us will actually make it to the end of the year having seen that goal through. Let's not do that this year. Let's just not do it. And that's way easier said than done, obviously. We, I mean, as I said that, I was like, yeah, let's not do it. But how, right? So one idea that I've really embraced for this year is letting January be the messiest month, the worst month. So my hope is that I will be worse in January at working toward the things that I want to work toward than I will be in March and that I will be worse in March than I will be in June and that I'll be worse in June than I will be in September, etc. So that I am seeing this year as a year of practice. Seth Godin wrote a great book called The Practice and it's all about setting up the practices in your life, the things that you know that you need to do in order to get to where you want to go. And then concentrating on nothing but just doing that. Do the practice. Do your practice every day. We all know if we've tried to learn an instrument that the only way to become good at that instrument is to practice and is to suck at that instrument, right? I always tell anybody that is looking to learn violin that they have to settle in for three years of consistent practice where they sound bad. Generally, if you are practicing every single day, it will take you about 900 days to make a really good sound on the instrument. Maybe a little bit less if you're older, but if you're a five or six-year-old that's starting to learn violin, it's going to take a while to make a beautiful, like a truly beautiful sound on that instrument. So I think the same is true for anything that we're trying to do. It's just that we're kind of out of practice of doing that. We're out of practice of doing the practice, you know, of being bad at something for long enough to be good at something. So think about whatever it is that you have had as a goal or just choose one thing that you've had as a goal or that you want to achieve this year. What is the messiest way that that could actually happen? What is the messiest way that you can make progress toward that goal really, really imperfectly? I think embracing imperfection is one of the absolute keys to this. I bought this planner series last year for the first time that you get a new planner every quarter and it's just a very good goal setting and time management planner. I really love it, but it's kind of fancy. <laughs> it's actually very fancy. And so the first two quarters, so that six months, I was kind of afraid to use it. Then in the third quarter, 
I spilled on it. Within the first two or three days of opening the package up, it was this beautiful, pristine book, and I spilled on it. I actually can't remember if it was me or I think it was actually one of my kids that spilled on it. And so the front cover got, you know, brown and like just like a little bit nasty. The cardboard kind of expanded a little bit. So I didn't quite close properly. And what I found the result was of that was that I actually used that planner for the first time because it was ugly anyway. And so my little chicken scratch in there, my crossing things off and scribbling things out and doing things really messily actually made me use that planner for the first time. And then the next quarter, I actually ended up using it every single day, even though it was this time beautiful and pristine and I didn't spill on that quarters planner and I was able to keep it really clean, but I still carried over that practice of actually using it imperfectly. And if you look at the planner, there's tons of scribbling everywhere. There's, you know, I had an idea and then I scribble it out or I plan to do this for the day and then I realized that I forgot about this appointment, so I scribble it out. And that's the way that our planners should look. That's the way that our lives should look because that is the way that it works. Things come up. Life is unexpected. You come to a bump in the road where suddenly life is hard because of something that happens to you, something that happens to your loved ones, things that happen medically, depression, emotionally. There's so many things that can just take us by surprise. And if we aren't willing to do it messy, we won't be able to do it when life forces messiness on us. So this month in January, I've committed to this being a messy, messy month. There's a lot of data that can be gathered every time that you do something that you said you weren't going to do and every time that you don't do something that you said you were going to do. If you question it, if you begin asking the questions of like, don't feel guilty, this is something that happens to all of us. Feeling guilty about that is just pointless. Instead, get curious. Ask yourself the questions. Why? What happened? This is one of my favorite questions that I've learned in the past year. What happened 10 minutes before I made that decision? Because chances are there's something that happened either emotionally or somebody said something or you saw something that triggered a pattern of thoughts. And that pattern of thoughts is what led you to the behavior that you said you weren't going to do or you said you were going to do and not doing the thing that you said you were going to do. So if you trace things back far enough, Almost every time there's an opportunity to learn from that data of why you did what you did. And then next time you can maybe see it before that 10 minutes happens. Like you see, oh, this is that, that thought pattern that got triggered last time it led to this behavior, but I don't want it to lead to that behavior this time. So what can I do to change this thought pattern? And then eventually you end up catching that thought pattern earlier and earlier and earlier. So back to the idea of the messy month of January. I want you to embrace the fact right now that you're not going to do the things you said you were going to do. I want you to embrace right now the fact that you are going to do things that you said you weren't going to do. That's just how it goes. That's what we do. That's life. And it's not anything to feel bad about. It's nothing to feel guilty about. It's something to get curious about. 
So let's get guilt off the table already and embrace curiosity in the process. Let's embrace January as a month of data mining, (laughs) of gathering the intel on yourself. Because I've talked about this before, but I, I think it bears repeating again and again that establishing new habits is all about hacking your own unique habit code. We all have the things that motivate us and they're different for a lot of us. There's different things that will spur us to do things. There's different rewards that will feel really satisfying that will complete our habit loop. And once you know those things about you, then you know it and you can apply it again and again and again to more and more maybe difficult or challenging areas of your life, places where you maybe struggle a little bit more than others. So already in the month of January, I have gained data. I know it's, it's literally only the third day of January as I'm recording this, but I literally already have gained data and changed systems so that I have systems that will support me better. So for example, I have a bunch of little habits that are things that I want to turn into true habits. So they're not habits that I have right now, or they're, they're habits that maybe I had begun to form last year, but they don't feel truly habitual, right? Once a habit is actually a habit, then it's effortless. And that's the point that we want to get to with a lot of things in our lives that are important to us, but we don't want to spend energy on them, right? So it takes a lot of effort to make something effortless. And once it is, it feels amazing. So in establishing these habits on January 1st, I already messed up. And I, I knew I was going to, I wasn't aiming for perfection, but even with that, this mindset that I had going into it, it tanked me. I was miserable on the afternoon. I, no, it was actually the evening of January 1st because I didn't do my habits perfectly. So Brad and I were kind of processing through it. I was really surprised that it made me as upset as it made me. And Brad was kind of like, well, okay, so what did you do well today? And this is a practice that I've been trying to uh, incorporate into just my day, kind of thinking through what are the things that I did do well? And yeah, just just acknowledging that there were good things as well as bad things, because I can get quite focused on the things that I that I didn't do well. And that can bring me to a negative mental place. So as I started kind of listing the things that I did do well, Brad was like, why don't you make a points system? So you have all these little habits that you want to do and habits of things that you want to do and you don't want to do as well. Why don't you give yourself a certain number of points for each one so that at the end of the day, you can give yourself a grade because I am really, really motivated by grades. You may not know this, but I had alternative education. I was homeschooled all the way through high school. And so I never received grades. And when I went to university and there was this new, exciting world of grades, I got completely obsessed and I just wanted to get as high of a grade on everything as I could. So I am very, very, very motivated by grades. 
So you might not be motivated by grades, but find something that motivates you. This is part of the habit hacking process, right? So after chatting with Brad about all this, what we ended up doing is I just listed the, the habits that I wanted to generally instill in my days. And there ended up being 10 habits on every weekday and six habits on the weekends. So I gave myself just 10 points for each one of those habits so that I would give myself a grade out of 100 on the weekdays and a grade out of 60 on the weekends. So January 1st was a Sunday. It was a weekend, which meant that there were only six habits that I wanted to do that I had told myself that I wanted to do on the weekends, right? 60 points. But I had actually done seven habits. I had done seven. But because subconsciously in my mind somewhere, I wanted 10, right? The fact that there was a habit that I didn't do made me feel like I failed. Or there were actually a couple habits that I didn't do. And so then I felt like I failed and then it triggered that crazy negativity in my brain. But when I realized that I actually only expected to do six things, six of my habits, and I actually did seven of my habits, I felt so much better. So then the next day, I was a weekday. So this is January 2nd. Don't worry, I'm not going to do this for the rest of the year. <laughs> but this is just to like give you an example of hacking your habits. The next day was January 2nd, and that was a Monday. So I had 10 habits. And again, I didn't do all 10 habits. I did eight and a half, <laughs> eight and a half out of the 10. And then I was like, 85%. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, especially for the messy month of January. <laughs> so this is a way that I'm beginning to hack my habits so that I can actually stay positive because staying in that positive mindset is actually really important to not giving up. Seeing how far you've come is really important to sticking with it. So I just want to encourage you over this messy month of January, keep telling yourself, this is the messy month. This is the data gathering month. Every time you mess up, of course you messed up. Of course, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. You're human. You can't expect perfection of yourself. You're not a robot. Things come up and it's not really messing up to mess up. Wait, that doesn't really make sense. But do you know what I mean? It's nothing to get upset about because you should expect it. You should expect imperfection and not see that as some big bad thing that, that means that you are never going to reach your goals. <laughs> All right. There's one more thing that I learned this week that I really wanted to share with you guys. And that is something that came from a Michael Hyatt goal setting training that I did last week. So... You know, we've all heard about the things that we can control and the things that we can't control and making sure that we know the difference so that we're not trying to control things that we can't and we're not trying to, yeah, we're not trying to overextend our reach in that way. But he added something to the conversation that I have never heard before and kind of blew my mind a little bit. So he presented a circle and this circle was black. He called it the circle of concern. So this is the circle of all the things that worry us, you know, all the things that we want to do, all the things that occupy our mind, the things that we want to change. Then he presented a white circle and that circle is called 
the circle of influence. And this, is, this represents the things that we can control. So he placed this circle inside of the circle of concern. So imagine a black, a large black circle, the circle of concern, all the things that you're worried about that you want to change. And then there's this smaller white circle of influence that are also the things you want to change, but they're the things that you can control. Pretty basic so far. But what he said next just blew my mind and made me really, really excited. A lot of people just stop there and they're like, focus on the things you can control and not on the things that you can't. So concentrate on the white circle instead of the black circle. But what he said was that as you concentrate all of your energy on that white circle, what happens is that it expands within the black circle. So where there were things that you couldn't control before because they were in the space outside of the white circle, the white circle expands to the point that now you actually have a larger circle of influence. So there's more things that you can actually control. And that is really, really cool. By focusing all your energy on those things that you do have influence over right now, those things that you can change, you will grow to the point that there's more things that you can change. Right now, there are a lot of things in my life and in my creative entrepreneur journey that I can't control. And I feel like I should be able to control them because I know that other people can. But what I realized is that that is because that is outside of my circle of influence right now. Those are factors that I cannot control, but that doesn't mean that I can't grow to the point that eventually next year, two years, five years from now, I'm at a point where I actually have grown and I can now exert influence over that factor as well. Does that make sense? So it's all about growth. This is what everything always comes back to, right? Everything is like a muscle. It needs to be flexed. It needs to be worked. And then it will grow and you will become stronger. So if you have big goals for your life or for the year, just remember that if there are factors about it that are beyond your control right now, don't concentrate on that. Concentrate on the things that you can control and concentrate on growing. Growing into the person that can handle the problems that you're worried about. Growing into the person who has the knowledge that can actually help you affect the change that you want to affect. Big goals are awesome, but they can also be really overwhelming. So the way to keep them from being overwhelming is by concentrating on the things that you can exert influence over and create a practice day after day, week after week, month after month that leads you to being that person that can do that job that you set before you or can accomplish that goal. Now, if any of you have creative goals, then you're going to want to tune into the podcast next week. I'm talking with one of my friends who is insanely creative. He's somebody that I really look up to when it comes to cultivating a beautiful life 
and also having a real creative freedom. So I can't wait for that conversation. And I hope that you'll come back next week to hear that interview. All right, guys, have a wonderful and very messy and incredibly imperfect week of habit hacking and data gathering and living life to the fullest. It takes bravery and it takes courage to walk the artistic path. And we need to support and encourage each other as much as possible. If you found this episode helpful, consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review in your favorite podcast listening app. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already so that you'll be notified each time a new episode is up. Remember, the worlds we imagine are the worlds we build. So ambitious creators, imagine something beautiful and take the next step, no matter how small, toward building it.